0: It's Friday, October the 30th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by Raytheon Technologies. Coming up, Corbyn's suspension from Labour and earnings from Silicon Valley. First, the world in brief. Britain's main opposition Labour Party suspended Jeremy Corbyn, its former leader, He had downplayed the findings of a damning report by Britain's anti-racism watchdog on Labour's lacklustre response to complaints of anti-Semitism under his leadership. Sir Keir Starmer, who became the party's leader earlier this year, said it was a day of shame. He will now follow all the report's recommendations. France is on its highest level of national alert after a man wielding a knife killed three people in a church in Nice. Emmanuel Macron, France's president, described it as an Islamist terrorist attack. A young immigrant from Tunisia was shot and arrested. Separately, a gunman who was threatening police in Montfavet in southern France was shot dead. Five days before the election, President Donald Trump and Joe Biden converged on Tampa, Florida, a state that often plays an outsized role in deciding who wins the White House. Polls show the Democrat narrowly ahead. Meanwhile, a new tally from the University of Florida showed that 18 million Americans have already cast ballots, more than 58% of the total in 2016. America's big tech firms reported dizzying figures as each surfed on the pandemic's waves. Amazon's third quarter sales grew 37% year-on-year to more than $96 billion. It hired 50% more staff to cope with the demands of lockdown households. Alphabet was the only giant whose share price strengthened as Google's ad sales recovered, especially on YouTube. Apple's iPhone sales were even weaker than expected, while overall revenue and profit held steady. Facebook blew past glowering government scrutiny to report quarterly revenue growth of 22% with a prediction of better to come over the holidays. America's GDP grew at a record annualised rate of 33.1% in the three months to the end of September, 7.4% quarter on quarter, exceeding economists' predictions. The number of new jobless claims last week was also smaller than expected. However, the American economy is still smaller than it was before the COVID-19 pandemic struck. Chinese officials released details of the country's new five-year economic plan, devised behind closed doors by the Communist Party's Central Committee. The plan's emphasis is on becoming self-sufficient in core technologies and promoting China's domestic market. There was also a pledge to open up to more foreign investment. The full plan will be laid out before Parliament next year. And the European Central Bank left interest rates unchanged at a meeting of its governing council. However, the ECB did attempt to placate markets by promising to take action to contain the mounting economic impact from a second wave of COVID-19 infections across Europe. It said it would provide further details after its next monetary policy meeting in December. And now, here's today's agenda. Chasing Latinos America's Election Today, Kamala Harris becomes the first person on a Democratic presidential ticket to visit Texas during the last days of a campaign since 1992. Joe Biden's running mate will visit Houston and Fort Worth before travelling to McAllen, a heavily Latino border town near a federal facility infamous for the maltreatment of migrant children. Texas is not normally a swing state, but it has become a nail-biter this time. Democrats need to pile up votes among Latinos to stand a chance. Trickier still, a surprising share of them supports President Donald Trump. One poll this week that showed Mr. Trump just ahead in Texas contained a breathtaking detail. The president trailed among Latino women by 46 percentage points, but led by one point among Latino men. National polls suggest that the group that Mr. Trump notoriously called bad hombres is one of the few that supports him in greater numbers now than in 2016. Maple Rush Canada's Economy Canada's official statistics agency is expected to report strong GDP growth for August today, perhaps as much as 0.8% month on month. The economy rebounded strongly in the summer. Around three quarters of the jobs lost in the steep COVID 19 recession were replaced, compared with just 56% in America. Thanks to the reopening of schools and childcare facilities, labour force participation rates in Canada have risen by 6 percentage points among people aged 25 to 54 since April. But that pace will not last, as another spike in COVID-19 infections buffets the country. New cases average about 2,500 daily. Cumulative deaths recently exceeded 10,000. Restrictions are back on bars, gyms, indoor gatherings and home visits in many places. Given that, it is no surprise that the Bank of Canada is forecasting bad news. The central bank predicts that GDP will grow by just 0.2% in the fourth quarter and shrink by 5.7% in 2020 overall. Corbyn out. Britain's Labour Party. Sir Keir Starmer, the leader of Britain's main opposition Labour Party, faces an internal revolt. Yesterday, the party suspended Jeremy Corbyn, Sir Keir's predecessor who was popular with many left-wing activists for his opposition to Israel but led Labour to a humiliating defeat in the general election last year. Anti-Semitism flourished among the party membership during Mr Corbyn's tenure and a report yesterday by Britain's anti-racism watchdog concluded that the party had failed to investigate complaints adequately. Mr Corbyn was ultimately responsible, the report's author said. Sir Keir has promised to sweep hatred out of the party and Mr Corbyn got the chop after he insisted the problem had been whipped up by newspapers and his political opponents. Sir Keir has already ditched several of the ex-leaders allies from the party's front ranks. The prospect of open warfare satisfies many veterans of Labour's increasingly distant time in government. Better cleansing disagreement than squalid unity. Women's Work Gender Equality in Europe Progress towards gender equality is so slow that, on current trends, it will take more than 60 years to reach parity between men and women in Europe. So finds the European Institute for Gender Equality, an EU agency, in a report published yesterday. The report scores equality in various areas, such as power, political, economic and social, time, that's spent on unpaid care work compared with leisure, and health, and calculates an overall index. Between 2010 and 2018, the latest year for which data are available, more than half of women's gains on the index have come in the power category. There are glimpses of this in Brussels. In 2019, Ursula von der Leyen became the European Commission's first female president. Nevertheless, the report says that inequality in power remains more marked than in other areas. Progress in the time category has also stagnated. The pandemic is likely to make that worse. Many women have been providing extra care, especially for children, out of school. Better nine years late than never. Berlin's new airport. Berliners may not feel like they have much to celebrate at the moment. Next week, Germany will close bars, restaurants, and other entertainment venues in a bid to curb a soaring COVID 19 caseload. Some small consolation comes tomorrow when two planes from EasyJet and Lufthansa land at the city's new airport, bringing to a close a saga that became a standing rebuke to Germany's reputation for get it done efficiency. Berlin's airport missed six planned opening dates, the first in 2011, and came in more than 4 billion euros, 4.7 billion dollars over budget. And yet, in a final jolt of bad luck, it will open amid a global pandemic that has devastated air travel. Just 10 million passengers are expected to travel through Berlin's airports this year, down from 36 million in 2019. And with Europe in the grip of a second coronavirus spike, recovery does not look imminent. That has left the state-backed company that operates BER in a deep financial hole. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Joan Robinson, who was born on October 31, 1903. There is no such thing as a normal period of history. Normality is a fiction of economic textbooks. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And if you enjoy our journalism, please consider taking out a subscription. You can go to economist.com forward slash voice offer to get 12 issues for $12.